The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guest has seen the world from the eyes of the stage while touring sold-out shows. He's traveled across the world to bring music therapy to children and still finds time to blow your mind with some of the most incredible magic you've ever seen. Please welcome today's guest, Ariel Schramm. Welcome, man. Hello, hello. Thank you. So how did you start playing trumpet? Um, well, you and I, are, we're both Jewish. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, growing up, I saw people playing the shofar. And for those who don't know, the shofar is a, a ram's horn that is blown uh, uh, on the Jewish holiday of Rosh Hashanah and, and Yom Kippur. And um, it's a ceremonial instrument. And I've always been attracted to making music uh, with the mouth, just like horns and, um, you know, voice too. But I really was fascinated by like blowing into a horn. There was something about that which just inspired me. And I think I was bit by the bug by seeing a shofar for the first time. And, and, you know, it's a triumphant and loud and bright sound. So there was something really uh, disarming, I guess. And, and also just, you know, it's very, it's very regal. It can be a very regal. And, yeah, just some, something about the trumpet um, really inspired me. I really also like the way it looks, gold. <laughs> you know, it's a, this beautiful yellow gold instrument. And I don't know, I'm kind of all about that, I guess. <laughs> it's a bold instrument, but it also has a lot of emotion to it and a lot of history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very, very much. You went to Berkeley College of Music for trumpet, obviously. Yeah. And there you had met what I might say one of the one of the most incredibly talented group of friends that you could find yourself with at any music school, surrounding yourself with incredible piano players and drummers and singers and songwriters and producers and everything that you can imagine, guitar players. How has being surrounded by all these people inspired you and and changed the way that you go about your art? Well, it's amazing to look at your friends and always see them killing it, for one, and to always have friends uh, all around you just working hard and, and pushing, you know, that, that pushes you to, to work harder, I think. And, um, there's also room for collaborations and a lot of, a lot of it starts out, uh, you know, as just friends. And then of course, once you become more and more in the industry and in the business of of everything, you begin working with your friends and working for your friends and they work for you and vice versa. And, um, you just kind of create together. Um, and I think having a, a solid friendship, of course, always makes um, working relationships much better. You haven't only surrounded yourself with them, but you live with them. And you live with a bunch of the people that you don't only consider to be some of your closest friends, but also some of your closest collaborators. Yeah. Definitely. And that's probably been a, a massive part of not only your success out here is surrounding yourself with the correct people to to get to prove how great you are at what you do but also getting to meet other like-minded happy and talented people as well around the city Mm -hmm. yeah definitely how would you say that these people have changed the the course of your career hmm i would say so 
location is very important, I think. Um, so the friend group is important too because they inspire the location. Um, a lot of my friends that I went to school with moved out to LA. Uh, and even those people that were, were, my, were, were my classmates at Berkeley were also my friends from high school too. And we formed a band together in high school and all throughout Berkeley, we played in this band. And, and then the natural move was for us all to move to L.A. Uh, we each moved to L.A. at different points because the band broke up and we ended up doing our own things. But at one point or other, we all made our way to L.A. And just being in L.A. has a lot of opportunities. And my friends definitely convinced me to move. Uh, I was in Boston just playing in a wedding band and they were saying, um, you have to move to LA. You got to do it. You have to stop playing in this band. It's time for you to go after your own career. Um, not that playing in a wedding band isn't any career, but I wanted to combine, you know, music with magic and, and also join a touring band and do something that is a little bit more exciting in my opinion. And you did it. You went from playing in a wedding band, which is an amazing career and it's amazing life, but it wasn't the one you were looking for. Yeah. to going, moving out to L.A., taking the leap of faith, and now you found yourself on some of the biggest stages in the world. Everybody I meet out in L.A. has some connection to you. You've played on their record. You've played on their friend's record. They've heard you. I have friends back at home who have commented on pictures of, of you and I saying, I've seen him on stage. I mean, <laughs> you've really made an incredible career out of this, and you've made some incredible friends out of it as well. And a lot of that comes with, not only being talented, but being a good person and caring about people. You introduced me to some of my absolute closest friends in Los Angeles, people that I can't imagine not knowing. And that all came out of the, the goodness of your heart, knowing that you wanted to spread the happiness that you get from these other people. And that's, that's huge. That's, that's a massive reason of why you are where you are. So much of this business is talent, but so much of it is trust as well. And you seem to have people's trust. You, for good reason. Thanks. Has it always been like that? Has it always been an easy route? Or was there rejection and tougher parts along the road? Well, you know, I put friendship first for everything in my life. Um, I've always, I, I love to show up for people. And it's, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to um, just be a good friend. <laughs> in whatever way that is, you know, just to do nice things for people, show up for them on their birthdays, um, you know, be there when, when they, when they need you and they're feeling down and, um, to, to help inspire and, and to help create too. You know, it's, it's about being friendly with people and also trying to collaborate all the time and collaboration doesn't have to be business. You know, you're just collaborating as a friend, like let's just get together and talk or let's just get together and share some musical ideas back and forth. And that turns into a song. Um, you know, jamming is a very natural thing for musicians to do, but um, just getting together and hanging out and, and collaborating with people is like one of my favorite things to do. And I think, you know, that definitely might have, have a big part of to where I am now, just in terms of my openness to, to collaborate with people and, and always say yes and, you know, that's, that's a big part Absolutely. of Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean... Getting yourself in the room is the first step. And a lot of time getting yourself in the room isn't about talent. Talent is when you're there and you can prove yourself. Getting yourself in the room is by making the right choices to, to find yourself with like-minded people that you feel comfortable with and find yourself in as many rooms with people like that as possible. 
And the music world, especially in Los Angeles, is a small world. All things considered, it's it's pretty small. And it's there's a lot of similar people. And when you hear somebody's name as much as people hear yours, you know that there's there's more than just talent connected. There's, you know, there's like-mindedness and happiness and and just a sense of camaraderie. You uh, not only are a musician, but an incredible magician. Um, how did that start? Where did that come from? I mean, that you're, that clearly has to do with your personability aspect, you know, how, how easy it is for you to go up to people and talk. Yeah. So, um, I got into magic essentially when I was in eighth grade, that was when I finally decided to do it and not stop doing it. At one point I got into it in like fourth grade, I got given a magic kit and thought it was cool for like a year and then got out of it. And then remember seeing, magicians perform tricks for me in years ahead of that. And I remember being really uninterested and thinking like, this is really dumb. And I almost avoided it too. I think I remember being at like a bar mitzvah and there was a magician there and, and I was totally, totally uninterested. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't, I think I like, I watched like one or two tricks and, and then I walked away. I was like, this is weird. This, this isn't it. Um, but so just in general, um, magic has always been something I've been fascinated by. Um, just the idea of flying and being obsessed with Peter Pan and other magical characters. I've always just been excited by the supernatural, I think. And it'd be cool to be able to do supernatural things because why not? So that was one of the things that bit me by the bug, just that you can do something that someone doesn't know how it's done and it could be supernatural, even though they know it's not supernatural. It's like, like illusion of, of, um, you know, non you know something they don't see in in their regular day-to-day life it's just suspense of disbelief yeah suspending the disbelief that's a good way to say it my grandfather actually showed me my first trick ever and it wasn't even a magic trick it was like a a bar bet where you take two corks and you have them in your fingertips in a weird way and it looks like they pass through each other uh they don't actually pass through each other and the illusion isn't that they pass through each other but it's that they are in one formation and then suddenly you um uh, they're almost like trapped and then they're not trapped anymore. And you take your hands and you separate them and the corks are now separate. And you, you know, it's something that you would do at a bar. It's like, Hey, if, if you can do this, uh, I'll buy you a drink. And if you can't do it, you buy me a drink. And it's kind of like one of those kind of things. And I don't know why he's teaching his like six year old grandson this, but <laughs> uh, it made an impact on me just that it was this trick, you know, the idea of a trick. I've never seen a trick before something that, uh, you know, it's dressed up as easy, uh, but it actually is difficult and there's a secret to it. And the whole idea of secrecy is pretty cool. So that was like the fundamental methodology that fascinated me. Uh, but then the whole idea of just magic and doing supernatural things is really cool. And then you combine that with showing someone something that they've never seen before and the reaction that you get and, um, unlocking the child within and you know that kind of goes back again to like peter pan like he doesn't want to grow up and being a magician unlocks that child within people that sometimes they cover up and um essentially when you see a magic trick you try to uh, logically figure it out you try to go through every single outcome it could be done this way this way this way this way this way and then once you get to the end of that you're like okay well none of those check out because i saw that he didn't do any of those things that would lead me to this answer so now I'm just left in this free-falling um, 
disbelief of like what what just happened. The world is now upside down. I'm falling. It's like I'm a baby again. Like I don't know how lights work. You go to turn a light on, and that's magical to a baby. Um, and so when someone takes a card that they know is the ten of spades and it's in their hands and they've seen it in their hands, and then there's no way that it was taken out of their hand, and yet somehow it's now the four of diamonds. That again is like seeing a light switch uh, turn a light on for the very first time, and it unlocks that inner child, I think, a little more and um, makes people happy. And, uh, you know, it just takes people out of their shell. And for me, taking people out of their shell is, is a, a thing I love to do. Just, you know, magic is a great icebreaker for that. And Absolutely. Um, it didn't always come natural to me. I, I haven't always been good at talking to people. In fact, I struggled with lots of anxiety growing up. Um, and so magic actually came into my life and helped me get over a lot of my anxiety because it allowed me to connect with people through magic, almost as it was like a crutch. And sometimes if I didn't know what to say to someone back in high school, um, sometimes even college, you know, I would use magic as a, as a way to, to get things moving. Um, just as, as like a icebreaker. It sounds like you use magic in music for very similar reasons. You use them both to speak first of all, but also to express yourself and to create a, um, to create a sort of, of direction in the room that mm -hmm. feels most comfortable towards you. When you're on stage, you have such, when you're on stage and you're playing, and I've seen you play live as well as in studio and, and just hanging out and it's, it's demanding. It, it's, it's presence is massive. And the way you play is so, it's so exciting to watch because you can feel how much you love what you're doing. And I think there's an equal amount of love when watching you do magic, as well as watching people's reactions to both of those. And, and maybe as creatives, that's a big part of what we're looking for is reaction. We're looking for, we're looking to do something and see something happen because of it. We, we thrive off that. We're addicted to it. There's yeah. such an experience in watching people know and knowing that people are gaining something from what you're doing. And we're totally. lucky that we're in a creative world and creative field that we get that instant gratification a lot of the time. And yeah, magic as well as music both offer that demanding and incredible experience that takes you away from whatever daily craziness is happening in your life at that moment. Exactly, yeah. It can be healing for sure. And magic also... Um, shows that you can you can do the impossible. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. And you've done so much to help introduce me to people and to a world that has taken me in and made me feel so much more comfortable in my own skin as a musician. And mm -hmm. I hope that people can hear your story on here and get that same sort of comfortability that you've given to me. So thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. And to everybody listening, my name is Ariel Shrum, and this is an experiment. The experience is the experiment. <laughs>